0: Her uncle had just died, and she had to deliver the unfortunate news to her mother. But every time she tried to call her, she wasn't picking up the phone. So she moved on to the next relative. That was her brother, and he just happened to be at their mother's house. But he said she was asleep and couldn't come to the phone. So she hung up. But every time she tried to call after, for the next day and a half, she was told the exact same thing. Welcome or welcome back. I'm Cassie and this is a Wicked World. Hope everyone's doing well today. Now I just wanted to say that I love all the comments that everyone's leaving me. You guys are so kind, I really appreciate it. And I do try to get back to as many comments as I can, but you know, I've been very busy trying to get out as many videos as I can too. So don't take any offense if I don't respond to your comment. And I also noticed that a lot of you have been complimenting my jewelry. Thank you, thank you very much, I really appreciate that. So in saying that, I just wanted to quickly tell you about a new place that I found to buy my jewelry, Ana Luisa. Their jewelry is beautiful and you can tell that it's quality made. I've got this piece on here. This is their Ocean Charm necklace. I love this one, it's so beautiful. And the Harley double hoop earrings to go along with it. And all of their jewelry is super easy to pair with their other pieces. I'm really bad at matching. Yes, in my over 30 years on this earth, I still haven't quite mastered it. So I usually just wear a necklace alone or earrings alone. But with Ana Luisa, as you can see, not to mention their prices compared to their quality is really hard to beat. All of their jewelry is long lasting, tarnish resistant, and comes with a two year worry-free guarantee. That's how sure they are that these pieces are going to last. I'm a scatterbrain, and I oftentimes forget to take off my jewelry before I step in the shower or do dishes, and then it ends up tarnishing. So it's great that Ana Luisa jewelry is tarnish resistant because it lasts so much longer. I also have a 20% off discount code for you today. I'm going to go ahead and leave the link in the description box below. So go ahead and click that link and enter a Wicked World 20 at checkout so you can get 20% off your purchase at AnaLuisa.com. All right, back to the video. I have a story for you today that shows just what can happen when the justice system doesn't properly punish somebody on their first offense, their second offense, or their third offense. It ain't good. This is the story of Margaret Sumney. Margaret Sumney was born on June 28, 1952, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Margaret loved dancing, and she co-owned a dance studio by the name of Shade Sisters Dance Studio. She also was a dance instructor there. Margaret was known to be outgoing, caring, and friendly. At the time of this crime, Margaret lived in South Fayette, Pennsylvania, and was a mother as well as a loving grandmother. Ellen, Margaret's daughter, was trying to make phone calls on the morning of September 1st, 2019. Her uncle had just recently died, and she was notifying other family members. But she couldn't get a hold of her mother, Margaret. So, she decided to call her 33-year-old half-brother, David Sumney. And while she was on the phone with him, he actually said that he was at their mother's house. Which Ellen thought was a little odd, considering that David had moved to another town... And David had been accused of assaulting their 67-year-old mother a number of times in the past. Ellen was concerned, and she asked David to put their mother on the phone so she could speak with her. But David told her that Margaret was sleeping. So Ellen said that she would just call back later. And when she called back later, a few hours later, David said that Margaret was still sleeping. Well, it was the middle of the day, so Ellen thought this was kind of odd, but she told David she would call back again in a little while to see if Margaret was available. And when she called again in a few hours, David told her the same thing. This kept going on for about a day and a half until Ellen finally said, "'You know what? If she's still sleeping, then something is seriously wrong with her, and she needs to go to the hospital.'" David was not telling her the truth. There's no way that her mother had been sleeping for a day and a half straight. Ellen also discovered that other relatives had tried to call Margaret the past few days. And every time they had called, David told them as well that Margaret was sleeping or that she had passed out from taking too many pills with alcohol. Very concerned at this point, Ellen decided to call the Algony County Police Dispatch to have a welfare check done on her mother. The South Fayette police were asked to go to her residence. So they went to the house on Old Orchard Drive multiple times, but left because they were unable to make contact with anybody. This answer was not going to do it for Ellen, though. She knew that something was wrong. Her mother would be answering her phone or calling her back. So Ellen decided to keep calling police dispatch to get them to go out there again and again until they made contact with somebody because she needed to know that her mother was all right. So finally, after Ellen had called the dispatch nearly two dozen times, police went back out to the house at 11.45 p.m., and they forced entry into Margaret's house. And when they got inside, they noticed that the house was in complete disarray, and it showed clear signs of a struggle. There was blood on the floor, walls, and furniture, And there was broken glass scattered throughout the house on the floor. Not seeing anyone at first, the police did a full sweep of the house. And when they went upstairs to the bathroom, that's where they found Margaret's lifeless body laying in the bathtub. So what had happened to Margaret? Did David have something to do with this? Upon further examination, detectives also found three trash bags with several gloves, a nearly empty bottle of ammonia, a bottle of bleach, a roll of masking tape, and several towels with bloodstains on them. Authorities said that the killer would have had to completely broken Margaret's back to get her in the bathtub the way that she was positioned. Ellen called David to let him know about their mother's death, and his response was, I don't want to give you the wrong answer. Ellen didn't quite understand what that meant. She said, there's no wrong answer. I'm just letting you know that our mother has died. He said, yeah, I just don't want to give you the wrong answer. I... What? What? You could just say, oh my God, I can't believe it. Even if you're the one that did it, you would think you'd want to pretend a little bit better than that. What kind of answer is that? An autopsy would later reveal that Margaret had died from blunt force trauma to her head, neck, and torso. David Sumney quickly turned into the police's number one suspect, as he had been staying with his mother a number of days prior to her being found dead. So on September 4th, two days after Margaret was found dead in her home, David was arrested outside of his uncle's funeral. Police discovered that David had with him a silver bracelet, a diamond gold necklace, his mother's debit card, and three blank checks with her name on them. David also had actually checked into a nearby hotel named Hotel Indigo, and he prepaid for three nights. In his hotel room, they found even more items that made it blatantly obvious that David had done this to his mother. The items included Margaret's gun, along with some of her purses. Apparently on the second day of his hotel stay, David had stopped a hotel manager in the lobby and given her a set of pearls, saying to a special lady From a special lady. Following his arrest, David was charged with first-degree homicide, robbery, theft, and abuse of a corpse. When detectives questioned David, he denied any involvement in his mother's death. And instead said maybe it was an accident or an overdose. But when detectives told David that Margaret's injuries would not match the theories he was throwing at them, He said, oh, she was actually dating a man. You should look into him instead. Yeah, that guy, he did it. Police were obviously not buying this. They already had quite a bit of evidence that linked David directly to his mother's murder. And when they looked at his cell phone, they found even more. They found 277 photos that David had taken after he murdered his mother, or during. Some of these included him with a thumbs up and blood on his face and pictures of him next to his mother's dead body. The first photo had been taken at 4.50 a.m. on August 30th. Police also discovered a video on David's phone that had been taken at 2.41 a.m. on September 1st. In this video, David was seen washing his mother's corpse in the bathtub. It was also discovered that David had conducted searches on his cell phone at 11.11 a.m. on August 30th, 2019, which included the search of how long does it take before a body starts to decompose? So it was pretty clear that David had done this to his own mother. In looking back, other family members say that they noticed something was off with David as early as the age of five. David's sister remembered a time when he was younger that he had a friend over. They were only five years old, and she was in her bedroom, when all of a sudden, she heard a scream. Running into the other room, she saw that it was her mother screaming, because David and this friend had killed a baby bird. Again, they were five years old. Margaret was yelling at him, this is what serial murderers do, and she was so upset. Then David's first run-in with the law was in April of 2011, when he was arrested for driving under the influence in Arlington, Virginia. Three years later, in June of 2014, he was arrested for harassment. Two months after that, he was charged with assaulting his mother. And in June of 2015, David was charged with aggravated assault, public drunkenness, disorderly conduct, and harassment for beating up his 71-year-old father, David Lee Sumney Sr., The altercation had begun when the two started arguing over a vacation schedule. Then suddenly, David took his father, pinned him up against the door, and started hitting him. A year after this incident, in November of 2016, David was again arrested for assaulting his mother. When police officers responded to the scene, Margaret said he was just drinking too much and tried to make it seem like it was less than it was. During this attack, David had actually said to his mother, I'll get you next time. Luckily, right after he had said this, Margaret was able to run to the neighbor's house and call the police. But David was never convicted of a felony. The charges against him would usually just get downgraded. He never served more than eight months' time in jail, along with some probation. One of the reasons why he would get away with these crimes with so little punishment is because Margaret would beg the judge for leniency almost every time, even when these crimes were against her. Her family said it was like she was a battered wife. And even though Margaret had pled for leniency for her son many times, she still bought herself a handgun for protection because she did not know what David was capable of or what he would do next. And his parents were not the only target of David's anger, and aggression. In August of 2011, David met his now ex-girlfriend online. This ex-girlfriend would say that their relationship started off great, and she didn't really notice that anything was off. When he was a little bit cold, she would just attribute this to his Navy SEAL training, as he said he had been in the military. That's not true, though. He was never in the military. No, no, no. Margaret had even told this ex-girlfriend That David had been in the seals. And David even showed her a picture of him out in the desert. But the picture wasn't even of him. So David and his girlfriend were on and off for months. Then in July of 2019, they decided to take a five-day trip together to Atlantic City. This trip was partly a test to see if their relationship was going to work out. But it didn't take long for things to turn ugly. David tortured this poor woman for three days in the hotel room, including waterboarding her in the bathroom. David would also keep saying things to her like, how do you want your body to be found? Do you want it to be found like it was an overdose or do you want it to go missing? Luckily, after they failed to check out of the hotel room on July 16th, 2019, a bellhop came to the door to check on the situation. This provided the girlfriend a chance to escape, and she ran to the closest hotel room with an open door, slammed it shut, and started screaming, he's gonna kill me, he's gonna kill me. While the local police were called immediately, David was somehow able to evade them. Apparently, the Atlantic City police had not entered David into the National Crime Information Center. So, once David left New Jersey, authorities in other states had no idea that he was a wanted man. Awesome. Then on August 24th, just a few weeks after this incident, David was arrested in Pittsburgh for assaulting a Lyft driver. Apparently the driver had gotten lost while he was driving David somewhere, so David decided to punch him in the face and scratch him. Officers issued him a summons, charging him with simple assault and harassment. And they were not aware of the warrant that he had in New Jersey. It wasn't until his mother was murdered that they noticed that he had this open warrant. David could have been stopped before he did these awful things to his mother. But she either downplayed them for him, or he just fell through the cracks in the justice system. David is manipulative and charismatic, and he knows exactly how to get what he wants from other people. Only three months after David was arrested for his mother's murder, the Allegheny County District Attorney's Office put the possibility of a plea deal for David on the table. Margaret's family, angry that this was even considered, especially with David's violent past, immediately rejected this. The DA actually told the judge that most of Margaret's family accepted the plea deal, When in fact, there was only one person that had signed off on it. And the only reason that she had signed off on it was because she was told that this would guarantee that David had no chance at an appeal. But on August 17th, 2022, David Sumney pled guilty in front of a judge, which meant that all of his other charges would be dropped. He was offered the plea deal, regardless of the fact that Margaret's family largely disagreed with it. He was now only facing a maximum sentence of 40 years in prison. Had he been convicted of the other crimes that he was originally charged with, he would have been facing a mandatory life sentence. David's trial was in November of 2022. At the trial, a doctor also testified that David had reduced mental capacity at the times of his crime because he was on an extremely high dose of Adderall. He still knew what he was doing. Don't blame medicine. Before his sentencing, David offered an apology to Margaret's family. He said, I cannot believe I would let myself get in such a state where I could do something so bad, so horrible. I cannot believe what I did, that I killed my own mother. I cannot stop thinking about it. I think about it every day. I'm sorry, but sorry doesn't cut it. I handled things as badly as a person could have. He then added, To my family, to my sisters, and my aunts, I know it's impossible to forgive me. I don't forgive myself. I just want to let them know I am truly sorry. Oh, and FYI, David's legal team had previously requested that the court give him a shorter sentence of only seven years because their client was truly remorseful for his actions. Hmm. He probably should have thought about being remorseful while he was taking 277 photos. Tortured her. He broke her spine. She was paralyzed before she died. Somebody that could do that, do it to their mother.
1: It was a homicide so horrific it shocks the conscience. Police investigators say David Sumney beat his mother beyond recognition over the course of days while taking 277 pictures of the act.
0: He even took selfies of himself with her blood smeared all over his face. One with a thumbs up.
1: In court, family members told Judge Edward Borkowski only one daughter approved of the third degree plea deal, which could see Sumney released from prison in as few as 17 years. The rest of the family wanted a first degree conviction, which carries a sentence of life without parole.
0: To go to a jury, LET THEM MAKE A DECISION, WHICH I'M SURE IT WOULD HAVE BEEN FIRST-DEGREE MURDER WITH THE PHOTOGRAPHS.
1: BUT PROSECUTORS SAID THEY AGREED TO THE PLEA DEAL BECAUSE Sumney HAS A HISTORY OF MENTAL ILLNESS AND ALCOHOLISM AND HAD NO APPARENT MOTIVE TO KILL HIS MOTHER, ALL OF WHICH COULD HAVE MADE A FIRST-DEGREE CONVICTION LESS LIKELY. AFTER REVIEWING LETTERS FROM THE FAMILY, JUDGE PORKOWSKI SAID WHILE THOSE PLEAS ARE QUOTE, fueled by emotion, prosecutors must go beyond emotion and deal with the realities of the criminal justice system. He ruled against the family saying, quote, these are not easy decisions. There is acrimony and dissension as we see in this case, but the court finds this is a proper decision and we will proceed to sentencing. The family called the judge's ruling shocking.
0: I feel he should have been hung a long time ago, three years ago. That's, That's what I feel. I'm sorry. I guess in this courtroom, it's okay in Pennsylvania to steal all of someone's money, torture them for days, beat them to death, and get it knocked down to third degree murder. On November 17th, 2022, David Sumney was sentenced by the Allegheny County Court to 20 to 40 years in prison. He had already served three years while awaiting his trial. So he could be out in as few as 17 years from that day. Which means he would be only 51. Plenty of time to cause more chaos. And all of Margaret's loved ones are terrified that when David gets out, he's going to be angry and vengeful towards them. And they should not have to live like that. With all the crimes he had gotten away with in the past... He should have gotten a much heavier sentence than 20 to 40 years, especially with the sick pictures he took, too. Margaret's family held a private funeral service and burial for her in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Well, thank you for listening to all of Margaret's story today. As a mother, I'm sure she was just trying, in her mind, to help her son by asking the judge for leniency every time. But what she was doing was unfortunately quite the opposite, and it came back not only to hurt her, but to kill her. But it's also the court's fault for letting him get off the hook so easily so many times in the past. David is such a sick individual, and it's scary how short of a time he could be out in. So if you do like true crime and you want to hear from me, then don't forget to hit that subscribe button below. And turn on your notifications so you know when I post a new video, which is usually two to three times a week. And don't forget to click that link in the description box so that you can get 20% off at AnaLouisa.com with code AWICKEDWORLD20. All right, until next time, thanks for watching A Wicked World. Take care, guys. Bye. Thank you for being patrons of A Wicked World. Adina, Angela, Angie, Catherine, Lindsay, and Mel. Your support is greatly appreciated. Now there's even more of A Wicked World on Patreon. You'll have access to exclusive videos each month and more. Any support truly helps to make sure the victims never get forgotten and to highlight the shortcomings of society associated with each case. So check it out at patreon.com awickedworld or use the Patreon app.